I've talked to you about Buex ORM on this podcast, and I've talked about Laravel as well. And one of the things I love about Buex ORM is that I can have my models um, set up in an ORM style exactly like I have them on the back end with Laravel. And this is really cool because it makes it super easy for me to have a consistent API for fetching data on the back end and fetching data on the front end. Or maybe even more specifically, querying data on the back end and querying data on the front end is very, very similar, which is awesome. However, one problem that I ran into is that I end up having to make a lot of files. And this isn't really a Vuex Laravel related problem. It's more just, it's more just the nature of developing. The more, the deeper you get into developing, the more files you end up having to make for individual models. I'll give you an example. So let's just say I want to create a comment model. That comment model is going to need its PHP class, okay? So model.php. Then on the front end, I'm going to want a Vuex class, which is my model.js file. So that's two files. But then I probably want to be able to mock that data to create, well, not mock the data, but to create dummy data. And so usually I'll create a factory for that. And then there's a good chance that I want to seed that data into the database. So I'll probably make a seeder as well. And then of course, you actually need to be able to get that, the migrations, sorry, you need to get that model into a table in your database. So I need to have a migration as well. Chances are that model is gonna have to have some policies around it. So I end up having a policy file. Then of course, there's a controller and then there's, um, I need to add that file to my API configuration. I'm counting this on my fingers now. I'm already at five, six, seven, eight files. Often, um, especially for large applications, more often than not, you're going to need an observer uh, for whatever reason. So sometimes you might want to do something like when a, when a comment is created, for example, you might want to observe that and then fire off a job that checks that that comment doesn't have any swear words or spam. So then the comment is posted straight away, but it will be deleted or removed, you know, like uh, one or two minutes later once that job is completed or, you, you know, even, I don't know, 10 or 20 seconds later. But you get the idea. The point I'm trying to make is sometimes when you're creating these files or these models, you end up having to create a ton of files. And Laravel has some generators that help me with this, but there isn't really anything on the front end, at least natively for Vuex ORM. And that makes sense because it doesn't want to be too opinionated about that kind of thing. You want to have control over how you generate those files. So anyway... What I'm getting at is eventually I came to a point where every second day, because I work at an agriculture company where our job is collecting data, um, it's, it's quite regular for us to have to create seven, eight, nine, ten different models in one day. And this actually takes a lot of time. So generating the files is one thing, but once you've generated the files, then you also need to add all of the fields into those files. So I need to say which one of which ones of those fields are safe to fill, which ones of those fields need to be hidden, what are the types of those fields? And I need to do that on the Vuex ORM side, and I need to do that on the Laravel side in terms of migrations, and then some of them have mutations, and oh my goodness, honestly I could go on about this forever. And so what I came across uh, about a year or two ago was an application called Plop. And that's not actually what, that's not the final application I ended up uh, with. So there'll be more on that later on. But basically Plop is a tool that allows you to very quickly create generators. 
Um, and it uses mustaches, I think it's called, handlebars or something like that. So, and it basically allows you to create your own generators. And then it, you can make it so that it has an interface that asks you some questions. So you'll go into your terminal and say, for example, um, plop, um, make model or something like that. I can't actually remember the API because I use a different tool, but I'll get onto that in a second. And this allowed me to start doing stuff like saying, hey, I want to create a new model, which is a comment. And then it would ask me, well, what are the files you want to create? And then it would give me 10 different files related to creating a comment. And I might only make four or five of those files, but all of those options are available. And then after I've chosen those files, it will then ask me, uh, what fields do you want to have? So I'd say, for example, I want to have a body for that comment. I want to have a user ID for that comment. And then it will ask me for the types of those fields. And then once I've answered all of these questions, it will automatically generate all of my files for me. So that it, can also, it can also generate tests as well. So this saved me so much time. I can't even tell you, like I, I talked before about um, auto keys in another video where I can easily switch between applications. That saved me a ton of time. But honestly, thinking back, that's nothing compared the, um, to the amount of time that you can save if you put the effort into making really good generators for your workflow. And so now I can really quickly, I could really quickly generate models that handled my um, my models for the front end, for the back end, all the migrations, all the policies, all that stuff that I talked about. And it, it went from taking me about an hour, because that's how long it used to take, um, all things considered, to taking about 20 minutes, where I just, I answer all of the questions, that takes about three to five minutes, and then you can just jump into all of the files and then change, you know, do little tweaks and stuff here and there, like adding, you know, foreign key constraints and stuff like that to the migrations and, um, you know, unique constraints and all those little bits and pieces. And this was fantastic, but later on I found a tool that I think actually handles this better for my use case. Plop is fantastic because it's super flexible and it's kind of like um, very much, um, you're very much in control with Plop. But then I discovered this other tool that does even more of the work for you and it's called Hygen, H-Y-G-E-N. And I am absolutely obsessed with this tool. In fact, just recently, I recreated all of my plop generators into Hygen. Um, and now I can basically say, Hygen make model, and then I give it the name of a model, and then put, answer all of those questions, and then it just goes ahead and generates all of those files for me. And it is absolutely wonderful. Now, I've got to add in some caveats here. If you're listening, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is great! I'm going to go ahead and create a whole bunch of um, generators," before you do that, usually you want to wait until you feel the pain. So you want to wait until you've tr you've created these files maybe five, six, seven, eight times, and you're feeling that pain of repeating that process over and over again. If you create generators too early, you're at the risk of getting, it, getting a whole bunch of stuff wrong and constantly having to rewrite things and restructure things. So it's good to write the files yourself to begin with um, so that you know exactly what your generators um, should look like. Uh, so that's that's the first thing that I would recommend. Make sure that you feel the pain before you create these generators. Um, the second thing is uh, look into both of those tools. Look into Plop.js and Hygen. I think you can go to Hygen.io to find that. And just have a play with them and look for the one that uh, that feels right to you. Now, one more thing I'd add to this is um, uh, 
start off by creating small generators to begin with. So I was just talking about then having a generator that asks me a ton of questions, but then creates a ton of files for me. But you don't have to start that way. Start by just creating a generator that creates a class the way you like classes to be created. Start with a generator that creates a policy or an observer. And if you're using like Django on the back end, then you can create generators for that. Or if you're using Ruby, then you can create generators for that. And you might be repeating a lot of stuff that already exists in Ruby or, or Laravel. Like they might already have generators available for you. But it's still worth creating your own generators because then down the road, you start to have more control over what these files look like. Those generate The generators you get out of the box are very much designed for being... Um, for being streamlined. They're meant to work for everyone. And so as you get a feel like for how you like to develop, then you can start creating generators that are very much geared to the way you want your files to look. Um, by the way, another thing I do generators for now is um, my component library. So I've got a generator that allows me to create a new component in my Quasar extension component libraries. This is more advanced. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's totally fine. But um, I have a Quasar extension for all of my... Um, for all, all of my components in my apps, which makes my apps super flexible. And what it will do is it will create a test file for it, so a page where I can test the component. It will create the component itself, and it will register that component. So in generators, you can even add to files. You can use regular, regular expressions to say like, add the file after you find you know this comment. So you can say like, import here as a comment, and then just import it after that um, to append to files. And so now what I, and I also created a generator after doing that, and this took a little bit of extra work, but I also created one that could also delete um, that file because I found that it was taking me a long time after I created um, created a test or create, not a test, sorry, after I created a sort of a UI component, um, it creates a page, the component adds it to files. Um, so then to reverse that took a lot of time. And so it's a good idea to get used to creating generators that will also reverse something that you just created. So let's just say you can create a comment and you accidentally um, put a typo in there. Or when you're adding in the names of all the fields, you accidentally put one of them in wrong. It's probably going to be quicker for you to just delete everything you just generated. So if you had a generator that could just go in there, delete all the stuff you just generated and so that you can repeat it and do it again. Um, you know, I know you got Git control, but sometimes you just you're not that diligent about Git control, or at least I'm not. So having a reverse generator can be super handy as well. Um, and one thing I plan on doing down the line is having a reverse generator where I can say delete these specific files. So maybe um, only one of the files ended up wrong, so I can just delete one specific file and recreate that specific file again. You know, stuff like that, just so you have super control. But I, I don't want to overwhelm you. Start super small. If you're listening to this, just go to hygiene.io. Um, I, I would definitely start with hygiene because it's super simple. And just create a generator for a model. And I think you'll find you'll get addicted and your eyes will open up to the possibilities. It's pretty exciting what this stuff can do. And by the way, um, just to finish up this podcast, I do plan when I end up releasing um, the full... Uh, when I end up releasing um, QuasarCast, uh, launching that as a paid platform, uh, I am going to have a generators course that I will develop down the line to show you how to do advanced generators that ask you, um, and a specifically a really helpful thing is recursive questions. So having a generator that can say, would you like to add another field? 
what would you like the name of that field to be? What type would you like that field to be? And then when you've answered all of those questions, it then goes back to the start and says, would you like to add another field? So those kind of recursive um, questions are really helpful in generators. So hope you found this one useful. Um, the key links there are hygiene.io and look up plop.js. I can't remember the website for that, but you'll be able to find it if you look up plop.js. And if you love this kind of stuff, then check out quasarcast.com slash register and check out some of my videos there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. Talk to you in the next episode.